El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy but mostly correct opinions. Then I would come on this show to defend those opinions, and now I kind of do the same thing. Joining me today, he is my co-host on an Unpops Network podcast called Pod 6, podcast about the films of Spike Lee that you can hear on the Unpops Patreon and Supercast. He's also a music producer with a new album out that you should go buy. Ladies and gentlemen, Sliceberg Slim. Also joining me, he hosts his own damn podcast on the Unpops Podcast Network called Bleak and Review. He's also a fantastic comedian who you can see on the next Unpops live Zoom comedy show. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Anderson. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, baby, no co-host. It's just me and a couple of guests. Like Kevin Anderson. Kevin, you haven't been on the show in goddamn forever, it seems like. It's been goddamn forever. I think you know you host a on podcast your... on this network, right? I do. Yeah. I mean, I, my my email has been open. Like, I haven't shut down my email <laughs> or my, my phone. I didn't turn my phone off. No, I'm blaming you for this. This is your fault. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Why'd you have to have three back-to-back mental breakdowns, Kevin, you fucking asshole? <laughs> yeah, who's having mental breakdowns right now? Things are going so great. We got Biden now. No one's allowed to be sad anymore. Yeah, everything's everything's fixed now that biden's in office (laughs) but thank you so much for having me i'm happy to be here for this silly episode hey thanks for being here for people who are unaware which i don't know how you still would be at this point kevin hosts a fantastic podcast on the unpops network called bleak and review there's facts these are accurate facts these are church it's church comes out every friday right is yeah, Thursday or Friday. Breakdown. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless Kevin wigs out and then uh, they never come out. <laughs> Fridays on the network. Check that out. The show has its own Patreon too. That's so true. How about you go give Kevin some goddamn money, you jerks? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you guys? Yeah. <laughs> come on. You just giving me money. Also joining us, my Pod Six co-host, music producer Sliceberg Slim. How's it going, man? What's going on, Adam? Pretty good. Pretty good. How have you been? Ti stuff. Yeah. Um, just this is weird yeah we gotta read all the notes again this is this is weird shit we got a weird topic this week i wanted to kind of take a break from american politics international politics we talked about last week and talk about something i don't know if lighthearted is the right word for this decidedly not definitely not lighthearted but we're we're talking about something a little less serious which is the rapper t.i who, oh man, what a fucking character this guy is. He has lived a rich and full and mostly horrible life, and he's back in the news. So we're going to just kind of talk about not really the history of T.I., but just some of the his ins and outs with the American public. <laughs> this is kind I of guess. his greatest hits as far as cancel culture goes. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Are either of you familiar with T.I., or were you familiar with him before we 
did this? Yeah, I mean, he, he kind of rose to prominence when I was in high school, I would say. It's like when he started like Rubber Band Man and what you know about that and all that stuff was popping off. So like I've been aware of him for most of my life, I feel like. I never like, religiously followed his career, but like I know about like, I've known more about his scandals and goofery than his music probably, <laughs> other than the other than the bangers. His goofery. Yeah, his scandals and <laughs> goofery, which is his new mixtape coming out. <laughs> Sliceberg, how about you? I guess the same. Actually, the first, the very first time I heard of him, I think I was reading in the Source Mag that he had to change his name, which originally was Tip, to just T. Up, he dropped the P. They said it was for not to confuse fans with Q-Tip's work, so we had to drop oh. the P. But I think it was more or less so his quote-unquote snitching wouldn't be as obvious to be named Tip. <laughs> <laughs> so to be a little less conspicuous, let's go by Tia. Yeah, that's called Tip parentheses the Snake Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> The rat fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I used to be way into T.I.'s music, like really early on, back when he was more bluesy and raw. Mm. But after like 2006, I don't really recall giving a shit about any T.I. albums. He's released 11 studio albums. That's, I'm going to be honest, that's too many. I was was surprised. I was like, I cannot imagine 11 T.I. albums. Like, I just can't imagine a world where that exists. You're, You're living in it. (laughs) (laughs) yep it's the upside down yeah i can't imagine being that person that still when a new ti album comes out is like oh fuck yeah i'm gonna go sleep outside best buy so i can get it as soon as it comes out i want to get it on cd (laughs) if you gave me a hundred dollars and said i'll give you five hundred dollars if you go buy a hundred dollars worth of cds right now i would have no idea where to go I think you can get like really bad, like you can get like movie soundtracks at like Best Buy, right? (laughs) Where does one go to purchase a compact disc? You can't, you know, even at Target now, I think they have vinyl, but no CDs. I'm into that. There's vinyl at Target? I just, they have a exclusive pressing of Mariah Carey's first album on clear glass bottle colored vinyl. I ordered that. Only available at Walmart. Really? Yeah. I ordered that shit on Walmart. And apparently people don't realize you can still buy it at Walmart because it's on Discogs for like $50, but you can also get it at Walmart for like $21.99 with free shipping. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, if I was hunting down that, it would never occur to me to look at Walmart to find (laughs) that. So I guess that's why. So anyway, T.I., he's got 11 goddamn albums. Rubber Band Man will always be the fucking jam. Yeah. That song is so goddamn good. And I liked his first few albums, like up to the King album, which came out in 2006. That's the album that has what you know about that on it. And he's got another song called You Know What It Is, I think. That's really fucking good. After that, I didn't give a shit about his music. I don't care about him as an actor, even though ATL was a good movie. Oh, yeah. Arguably the best roller skating movie of its day, (laughs) if I'm being honest. That and, was it Murder Ball or whatever? Was he in Murderball? <laughs> no, no, that was just people with roller skates. Well, I would love it if T.I. was in that. <laughs> just coaching a Murderball team. <laughs> These are all men I shot. They are in wheelchairs now. His roller derby team is the only one that incorporates shivs. <laughs> So let's talk about these latest allegations against T.I. This is this is what it's made me wild. This is what made me want to do this episode. And what's crazy about it is I believe this is how it happened. But Sliceberg texted me and asked if I had heard the latest thing about T.I. And I texted back and said, no, but he's always struck me as the rapper most likely to start a cult. 
And then <laughs> Sliceberg sends me a link to this story. And I'm like, fuck, I told you. Fucking told you. It was kismet. It was yeah. meant to be. Absolutely. Because <laughs> he does have that, like, creepy cult leader vibe he's very confident in everything he says even when it's the stupidest shit and that's cult leader energy right there like i know we're going to get into more of the other stuff too later in the episode but like some of the scandals he's been involved in in the past are shit like where you go like you are talking like a crazy person but you think it's normal like you're the shit you're saying and you're comfortable saying in public is wild and it takes either supreme insanity or supreme confidence to do that yeah Yeah, it's the next story that we're going to talk about that initially gave me that thought, which I think is the same thing Kevin is probably alluding to. Like, everything about that's nuts. But this is pretty crazy, too. Basically, T.I. and his wife, Tiny, who I believe her real name is Tamika. Wait, I thought it was (laughs) T.I.N.E. Sitting on that for 36 hours. <laughs> nice. It was worth the wait. It was worth yep. the wait. Yep. You're welcome, listeners. Go sub to my Patreon. Glad you still had that in your pocket when you left the house this morning. He and his wife have been accused of forcing women, sometimes very young women, into threesomes by way of coercion and drugs. And like, do you have to? Once you're T.I., why do you have to? I feel the same way about this as I do about people like celebrities who get arrested for drunk driving. It's like of all people who can afford an Uber. You can Uber across the country if you wanted to. (laughs) Right. Like just Uber home. And this is like, just go have regular sex with people who want to do it. You're rich and famous. Yeah. Like go on whatever the celebrity version of Craigslist is. It'd be like, yo, T.I. and Tiny looking for a third and then just have consensual sex with someone. And they can still be young if they have to be young. Because apparently that's the vibe is that they're all young women, right? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. Like we're looking for someone between like 21 and 25. Just come by. It's like, no, you got to come through it. I got to make you stay here with Molly and Coke. (laughs) I think they mean younger than that <laughs> oh fun i was trying to class it up for him a little bit I, was trying, I assume when they say young women that it's probably not good Mm-mm. yeah so they i don't get why it has to come to this and it the only thing it can be is that there's something about that mistreating of women that mm-hmm. does it for them also yeah that has to be part of the dance as it were of like oh no we can't just go have a threesome we have to make sure there's a power dynamic and that we're right. the ones calling all the shots and all that i think they get off on it just the whole idea of it being like they don't want to do it the right way it's only fun they do it the wrong way looks like. right like they get their kicks just you know being quote unquote bad yeah that's kind of the implication <laughs> is that T.I.'s wife especially kind of gets off on seeing him mistreat other women. That's basically what the person who came out and made this allegation, her name's Sabrina Peterson. She used to be a friend of T.I. and Tiny. That's basically what she said is that Tiny gets off on seeing T.I. mistreat women. And the thing to be is, honest, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's not the okay, but she kind of would have to be okay with this for them for it to work for them as a couple, I guess. Like it almost sounds like people are saying it like and Tiny too, like yeah, this couple, obviously, they're both response. Like, they're both into this, 100%. A tale as old as time. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's the other thing that's weird is, like, I think you're right. Like, I think that would have to be the case. But I also, like, there is BDSM culture where, like, if you need to get a woman to mistreat, like, or, you know, to dominate, whatever, you could do that in a yeah. not shitty, creepy way still. But, like, it's still the whole thing of, like, the implication right. of, like, tricking women into being in the hotel and then drugging them. And then, like, and that, it's like, that has to be, like, it has to be a crime for them to be able to come, I guess. I don't know if that's what it is, but... Right. Yeah, Jesus basically. <laughs> I came once while I was committing a crime, and now I can't come if I'm not committing a crime. Right. <laughs> Give me your wallet. Put, 
What you know about that? <laughs> oh, no. It's fucking awful. It's awful. Yeah, and it, their defense is, oh, she's just a disgruntled friend, and she's trying right. to get back at us, and we were all friends at one point. And look, I know that that happens. I know there's false allegations out there, but... It's different when it's multiple women who are coming forward all with the same story. And that's what this is. It's not just her. Once she went public, a bunch of other women started coming forward and they all have the same general story that involves a hotel room, a bunch of women, T.I. and Tiny are there, a bunch of drugs get passed around and then they tell everyone to take their pants off. And You can't stay unless you got no pants on. And whoever won't take off their pants has to leave which cool like i i would be fucking (laughs) out of there thanks for the free drugs assholes i'm gonna just take some of this coke with me and i will be on my way (laughs) but then if you do take your pants off and stick around they take your phone so you can't uber and get out of there what an extreme way to sort out who is really down (laughs) to fuck you know what i mean like that's such an extreme like who's willing to take the pants off oh got two okay (laughs) who's willing to give me their phone Yes. Yeah. And who can stand on one foot for five minutes without getting deep vein thrombosis? <laughs> yeah, that's probably what happens next. I, I know that the phone thing is a malicious, like, you can't call for help thing. But like I like the idea of, like, look, we're not present enough in today's age. We need to take everyone, put your phones in the bowl, and we're going to have, like, family time. <laughs> like, I know that's not what's happening. But like, like, we're going to have an actual meal where we talk about our days. We're not going to be on Reddit. Uh, be in the moment, ladies. <laughs> How about we live in the moment? Yeah. I went to this guy who's been on the podcast. He's a fucking fuck face who I hate now. (laughs) But he published a poetry book and he did a reading of it and invited me to it. It was in downtown LA and it was at this creepy fucking Illuminati club where they had this vault that was like four levels below downtown LA and that's where everything happened and they were like we're gonna pass around a bowl and everyone put your phones in it before you go downstairs and I was like yeah, okay, I'll definitely do that. I'm totally and it's, that. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, what's the ramifications? I get caught with my phone and get kicked out of this fuck sticks poetry reading? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, please say it ain't so. Like, fuck you, I'm not giving you. I wouldn't give Dave Chappelle my goddamn phone. I'm not giving anyone my fucking phone in 2021. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Really you should just say uh, Fidelio. <laughs> just walk in shouting out passwords <laughs> like a fucking hacker i'm into the mainframe it's a brute force attack one 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 no one 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 two <laughs> one two three four five that is it holy shit wow <laughs> we want it to be easy to remember you know so let's so the poetry good no it was <laughs> awful everything about it was awful the pe- one guy read a short story wearing a fucking ski mask like uh, a fucking white dude it's like get you some people are too free yeah i hope you suffocate <laughs> in that thing you asshole so yeah those allegations are very unfortunate and unsettling it's a developing story so we don't know that much about it yet but i think we could have seen the fact that ti is a bit of a sex creep coming because yeah. of this other story that happened in 2019 mm. Which, this shit was nuts. For one thing, he did this on a parenting podcast called Ladies Like Us, which is a podcast that aims to provide listeners with, quote, a modern day women's perspective on the universal issues we face each and every day. Please welcome (laughs) T.I. Yeah, that's question number one. How did T.I. get on this podcast in 2K19? (laughs) 
I get like you want to get celebrities on your thing and like big names, but it's like <laughs> it's like having fucking I don't know. I'm trying to think of like an equivalent of like let's say you have like a Batman podcast and you invite like some hardcore military like a colonel in the military who just like has no joy <laughs> in his heart. Like it just seems like the well, wrong- <laughs> so he goes on this ladies like us parenting podcast. Perfect place to let the world know that you are the creepiest dad <laughs> in the history of dads. When the host asked if he'd talk to his daughters about sex, he said this, not only have we had the conversation, we have yearly trips to the gynecologist to check her hymen. Yes, I go with we. her. Yeah, we. We go to the gynecologist so we can check her hymen. It would be funny if it was just in a jar at her gynecologist's <laughs> office. Like they with made- a master lock on yeah, it. Got little- he swallows the key and he's like, only once this key passes shall you get dick up in your asses <laughs> start speaking in riddles so as if that's not bad enough he goes on this is this is the thing what he says next on a podcast called ladies like us which brings a woman's perspective on the universal issues they face each and every day so it's this one time we go i think this might have been after her 16th birthday this is what we do right after the birthday we celebrate usually like the day after the party she's enjoying her gifts i put a sticky note on the door gyno tomorrow 9 30 so we'll go and sit down and the doctor will come and talk and the doctor's maintaining a high level of professionalism he's like you sir i have to in order to share information and i'm like deja they want you to sign this so we can share information is there anything you would not want me to know see doc no problem why didn't someone does he not have people I mean, to quote Rivers Langley, that's suicide, my man. (laughs) If I was his manager, I would have kicked the door in at that podcast studio and or one bedroom apartment where that podcast is recorded. Yeah. Who's in the booth on this? On this recording? I would fucking booth slash kitchenette. I would fucking tackle T.I. I also, I did hear another quote. This is actually just a bit that I wrote when this happened, but I thought about it when I saw that we were talking about this and it was T.I. actually thinks his daughter has a urinary tract infection because the guy in college just kept saying, look, the problem here is you, T.I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wordplay. So, just a throwback Twitter joke from 2019. What's up, everybody? Go follow my Patreon. Is it possible that the guest for that podcast was supposed to be tidy? And T.I. just said, fuck that, I'm going? Yeah, he's like, no, I think I need to get in on this. They're talking about they're talking some it's about a woman's point of view. I need to be there. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, that clearly means me, Tiny. You take the day off. I got this. Right. He's not gonna let a woman speak for his family, you crazy. <laughs> so like he's got that weird, like, cause that's like a southern, old school southern dad energy, right? Like that, like, oh, nobody's dating my daughter unless I know like, about it. Like that kind of yeah. thing, right? Like those purity balls, right? He's like one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like deep south shit, yeah. It's fucking creepy, man. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's yeah, if it's a he's insane thing or if it's a deep south thing or if it's both. It's probably both. Yeah. Clearly bananas. I love all those dads who like post pictures with guns. They're like, this is what you're going to meet if you try to oh, date yeah. my daughter. Like, I've never yeah. wanted a dad to get murdered by an angry <laughs> high school boyfriend more in my life. Yeah, some Marilyn Manson fan in high yeah. school. Yeah, <laughs> your daughter's going to date the wrong dude and see that picture and be like, it is on. It's on, yeah. motherfucker. Let's fucking fight this out, Dad. Call him by two. <laughs> no, storm your capital if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, before I storm your daughter's pussy hole. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Hachi cha cha cha. Hey, even better, there's there's more quote from T.I. <laughs> Thank God. Talking on the Ladies Like Us 
podcast, which aims to provide listeners with a modern day women's perspective on the universal (laughs) issues we face each and every day. Do they still exist? Probably not after this. This is the next quote. And so then they come and say, well, I just want you to know that there are other ways besides sex that the hymen can be broken, like bike riding, athletics, horseback riding, and just other forms of athletic physical activity. So I say, look, doc, she don't ride no horses. She don't ride no bike. She don't play no sports. Just check the hymen, please. And give me back my results expeditiously. I will say, as of her 18th birthday, her hymen is still intact. Dude, you, you can't do it on her 18th birthday. That's got to be the 18th birthday present is, uh, honey, you finally hit the age where I don't go to the gynecologist with you and have a look up your cooch. Jesus. Yeah, she's going to be fucked up later in life. Like, that's just going to manifest in some weird oh, yeah. shit, I think. Like, and I, I feel bad. I genuinely feel bad for her. Like, because she's not, she has no autonomy. She's a child, you know? Like, that's just a lot that she's been dealt. And yes, she has lots of TI money and tiny money, but I don't know. She might, they might also go to prison. So we'll see. <laughs> it's going to be fucking hard to recover, I think. Yeah. Wow. What if she was like, oh, actually, dad, I do ride a bicycle, though. And then he, like, freaks out, like, what? <laughs> What man bought you a bicycle? She's not allowed to do any kind of extracurricular activities, right? I'm assuming. Nothing endangered the hymen. Exactly. I was literally about to say anything that endangers the hymen. (laughs) Without hymens at the crosshairs, she ain't doing it. No. So his daughter was not happy about this, as you might expect. She was already an adult by that point, after all. And she said she couldn't confront her dad about it because he, and this is a quote, always plays the victim that says a lot that he's like does he's like, he's like friend zoning he's like being like put it like i've been in the friend zone by my daughter who <laughs> and, I take her and ask about her pussy a lot <laughs> what i just want to be your friend babe what's talk to me talk to me i've always been there for you it's always been me, me you know you're prettier you're when you smile <laughs> <laughs> me, you, and your hymen is that's my favorite. That's my favorite sequel to you, me, and Dupree. <laughs> that's crazy, though. Yeah, he always plays the victim. I can't even imagine what that conversation is. Yeah, that leads me to believe this is so much deeper and weirder than anyone. Yeah, we're just scratching the surface. Yeah. Like, it's what, what does she mean? Is he like, well, you know, I had to kill your sister because she was having sex. And so. <laughs> And that hurt me to do. You don't want that, do you? That made me feel really bad. I'd have 13 albums out by now if it wasn't for that. I wonder what the ramifications are if a hymen was broke. Like, Yeah, what's he going to do? Stoner to death? Writer out of the will, de-stoner to death. (laughs) Yeah. Is he going to fucking honor kill her? Try to do some, like, reconstructing the hymen surgery or something. (laughs) Hymen reconstruction. (laughs) Hymen reconstruction, which I don't know if that's real, but it probably is. Sounds like a thing. (laughs) <laughs> so T.I. eventually tried to claim he was just joking, which of course, yeah, no, he wasn't like your daughter you wouldn't take that back. Yeah, your daughter wouldn't be this broken up over it for one thing. If you were also just wasn't joking. a comedy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. It doesn't seem riffing about his daughter's. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like the place for a hot comedic riff on your daughter's virginity. <laughs> trying out a, doing a type five. Oh! <laughs> his, his hymen jokes. <laughs> 
Uh, emphasis on the tight five. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's the, always the thing, though. Right? Both these stories, that's always the response is nobody ever owns up to their shit. Everyone's always just like, no, that didn't happen. Or I was joking. Or no, I could never. No, no. Like everyone's lying. There's people trying to get me. Like, that's what it is. It's never. It's just like Chris D'Elia and everything. Like everything that's happened in the last few years. Everyone just goes, I did it. And we go, yeah, but you did kind of. They go, no. <laughs> like, we're going to find out, motherfucker. Like, you're just lying to everyone everybody it's gonna be worse yeah plus he said it with so much confidence like he that de- this is definitely his way of life so he can't really oh, take yeah. that back but oh, yeah. he's living it yeah and no one would make that up you would only even know that's a thing if you've done it i don't think anyone most people didn't know virginity tests were a thing before this happened yeah, i did I don't not think I- I didn't think I heard about that. I never, I never noticed that. And the thing about it, the link between virginity and an intact hymen has been debunked by science a long, 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 long time ago. Right. So that really does make me wonder, like, what would have happened if her hymen wasn't um, there one year? See, I don't believe in science. That wouldn't <laughs> surprise me one bit. <laughs> He believes in T-ions. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's his own thing. It's, it's, it's he just picks and chooses whatever he believes that day. <laughs> just fucking rolls with it and just justifies right. his crazy <laughs> insanity. So let's yeah. talk about the next T.I. controversy, which is the snitching allegations. Yes. Which I have strong opinions on this. On the one hand, I get it. I get why black people and people in impoverished communities don't want to fucking talk to the police. Honestly, no one should want to talk to the police. Like, why would you ever want to seek that out? But also, I do feel like the no snitching policy does kind of allow the government to just kill high profile black people without ever getting caught or having any ramifications come their way. Jam Jam Master J. Yeah. Jam Master J, that finally got solved. I feel like that only got solved because of the Black Lives Matter protests. They were like, oh, we don't care about black people. How about we solve this homicide from 20 years ago? (laughs) Like, how about you solve it 20 years (laughs) ago? Jesus. So yeah, T.I. vehemently anti-snitching his entire career, but he's always also been kind of dogged by rumors that he's an informant. And the one big thing that leads people to believe that is in 2007 right before the BET awards where he was apparently nominated for like nine awards like he had the most nominations that night he cleaned up so naturally on the way to such a big night you're gonna want to stop and buy some guns you need one gun to defend each award (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna mount a gun on each one (laughs) here for best radio single of the year is my uzi and (laughs) so he gets arrested hours before the bet awards for trying to buy guns from an undercover cop and at this point he was already a convicted felon and not only was he trying to buy automatic weapons like illegal machine guns but when police raid his home they find like six or seven more so he just could he just didn't want to reload them right <laughs> he could have just brought those guns no, just, those out yeah. yeah no these are old guns he, that's old he throws them away guns. after he fires them once <laughs> that's how like baller he is he's like oh that clip's empty new gun like i'll give a yeah. shit lights up a cigarette with a 20 dollar bill <laughs> Guns and shoes. He only uses either of those one time. <laughs> Just bags of guns and Nikes behind T.I.'s house. So, he doesn't even donate them or recycle them. He throws them away. <laughs> he burns them. 
gats for tots or whatever. Yeah. He's not. <laughs> he has an annual tribute to Left Eye where he burns a bunch of shoes and guns in the bathtub. <laughs> She's from Atlanta too, you know. I think it's hilarious that he managed, like, on his way to the awards ceremony, to find an undercover cop. <laughs> like, it, that seems like some Mr. Bean shit. Like, he's just like, <laughs> yeah, faffing about into like a silly predicament, like a cartoonish predicament almost of like, oh no, you're the police. Oh dang it, how, that's the worst thing that could have happened. How unlucky. Like, what are the odds of, that, of all nights? I used to do a bit on stage, one of my most famous bits about how Suge Knight got shot two separate times at MTV VMA pre-parties. Right, right. Oh shit, yeah. It's I like, remember that bit. Who gets shot once at one of those? Like <laughs> the odds of that. Like imagine being the person that second time all Suge Knight wants in life is to sit behind Madonna at the VMAs. <laughs> and you're all in the car and you're like, Suge, here's the thing. We got invited to a party. Now, here, here's the thing, Suge. What are the odds that you're going to get shot again? Right. Well, let's, let's just go. Lightning doesn't strike twice, Suge. Then you, <laughs> then you go and you see that bullet traveling at him in slow motion, like in the fucking Matrix. You're like, oh, yeah, like, no. The curb, the curb your enthusiasm music starts playing. <laughs> 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 he mugs the camera. Why is this always happening to me? Oh, man. So T.I. gets arrested with a bunch of guns on his way to the BET Awards. And you would expect with him being a convicted felon already, he would have gotten a very long prison sentence for that. Mm. He got one year and one day. And that led a lot of people to be like, hey, why'd you get out of prison so quick? That wasn't mm. that's not normal. And the thing it was credited with basically was the fact that he did all this anti-violence stuff in between his arrest and his sentencing. But. Yeah, he was reaching out to the communities, going to elementary schools and doing talks about how you shouldn't beat up bus drivers or something. Yeah. <laughs> I know the reason why, but even though no one ever gets props for getting less jail time, no one ever says congratulations. It's always like, what'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> no one says, good job, good lawyer. No, what'd you do? I think if it's white people, we just assume they're going to get less. But if it's anyone else, then we're like, what'd you do? <laughs> right. like, white people, we just assume they're going to get, if they're like famous white people, like they're just assuming they're just going to get off for no reason. And then if it's anyone else, we're like, oh, you've sold somebody out or you've like, right, right. <laughs> got dirt on somebody. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. no, my lawyer's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my lawyer's great. Well, that's the thing. The, the easy answer to what he did is he got rich. That's why he didn't have to spend a lot of yeah. time in prison. Yeah. Rich people don't have to to rich people have good lawyers like yeah. he was obviously able to hire a good lawyer that's probably the more likely reason why he got a short sentence he also did an mtv show in between sentencing oh, yeah. and when he was arrested where he would go oh, right it was actually kind of a good show he would like reach out to these troubled youths and talk them into not being assholes anymore it was kind of like scared straight. Yeah. T.I. They're all dead now, but like for the, for the moment. But they got, they got an IMDb credit. <laughs> he, killed, <laughs> he killed them all. <laughs> yeah. Cause they wouldn't take their pants off. <laughs> that was the weirdest part of every episode where he was like, I got, <laughs> listen, it's just a loyalty <laughs> thing. I do this to everyone. If you don't take your go pants ahead and off, take you're those, going to prison. Go ahead and take those pants off. And here's some Molly. <laughs> Give me your phone. Give me your shitty Nokia phone <laughs> or whatever. I don't know what year the show came out, but I'm assuming the phones didn't have. <laughs> Wait. Hey, quick question. Did either of you see the movie Milk Money? Mm -mm. I don't think so. With Melanie Griffith? Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't remember. I'm only referencing the movie because her character, she plays a prostitute. But the point is, she has a character flaw where to talk to you and to trust you, she only talks to you if you remove your pants. <laughs> I just wonder, I wonder if he's seen that movie I mean, and that's, that's an influence on him. I don't know. That could definitely be part of his origin story. <laughs> yeah. His mom was cooking when he was a baby and needed him to be distracted. So she just set him down in front of the TV. Milk money comes on. Milk money comes that's on. his entire train of thought the rest of his life. <laughs> Got programmed into him at an early age. <laughs> Ti's a victim, really. Ti is the victim, That's and we should. We all. At. If there's anything that listeners take away from this episode, is that we should all be keeping him in our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> it's a really hard time for Ti right now. One of the other reasons people think Ti might be an informant is because back in 2007 he filmed a Crime Stoppers commercial. I want to give this a listen, <laughs> just because there is some immaculate wordplay right up front. Here okay. goes. Hey, what's happening, y'all? Some people call me Till, but this is about another kind of Till. They can help our mothers, our sisters, our brothers, and our fathers help get the perpetrators who commit crimes against them off the streets. All you got to do is call Crime Stoppers Atlanta. Tips can be anonymous, and there's even a reward. The number to Crime Stoppers Atlanta is 404-577-8477. That's 404-577-TIL. Channel 2, community coverage, you can count. That commercial would be great for anyone. Anyone besides a rapper. (laughs) It's almost an unwritten rule. Like, the commercial's fine. Just not for a rapper. No, certainly not. You can't come back from that. That's suicide, my man. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. That fucking opening line. Some people call me tip, but this is about another kind of tip. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, oh, who got it? Someone's working overtime. Yeah. So you got a whole staff of writers for that one. I want to call that number, though, and be like, hey, I heard T.I.'s been fucking underage <laughs> girls with his wife. Can I have $1,500, please? Crime Stoppers Atlanta. I'm not a snitch, I swear. <laughs> There's also the fact that he testified in the trial over the murder of his friend, Philant Johnson. That I don't find as sketchy because it was also at the same time he was in the midst of getting sentenced to prison. So, like, you can't hardly in that moment be like, fuck the police. I'm not talking to y'all. Like, mm. you're going to testify. And also it was his friend. And, he, you know. Yeah, it's, that's that's valid. That one, I, I'll give him that. That was a given. Yeah, but that fucking Crime Stop, I wouldn't film a Crime Stoppers commercial. Was that before he went to jail? Yeah, I bet that that had to be part of why. Part of the deal, right? He got that because it was the the exact same time. Yeah. Yeah. We should film a crime commercial. (laughs) Crime enablers. Crime (laughs) facilitators. They make them do that commercial? I guess he had no choice. I just couldn't imagine. He probably said, hey, this is going to ruin my career when I get out of jail. We don't care. I mean, he does sound like he's reading the script for that at gunpoint. So, (laughs) you know, I got another tip for you. If you see crime, call me at Crime Stoppers Atlanta. Call me, T.I. at Crime Stoppers Atlanta. He's got to be telling him, like, like, this is going to get me killed. I can't say this. What if you just got, like, a T.I. album for turning people in, if you call that number? Yeah, you got to call the real Crime Stoppers to get money. This is You just get promotional (laughs) copies of T.I. albums on vinyl. My new album is called Crime Stoppers. Oh, he should have lied and said it was a promotion for album. Ah, he blew it. He yeah. It was all promotion. That would have been good. That would have been yeah. good. This has obviously led lots and lots of rappers to accuse T.I. of being a snitch. Like 50 Cent, who 50 Cent has the most amazing public beefs of really any does. rapper. Like, his are so entertaining. Also, a rapper named Spider Loke. Quick, everyone name your favorite Spider Loke song. Uh, uh, the web, World Wide Web. <laughs> That could be real. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me one bit. 
quick, everyone name your favorite Spider Loki song. <laughs> also, some dude who isn't even a rapper but seems very intimidating, named Whack One Hundred, made the same accusations. And his whole you cannot fuck with Whack One Hundred. His whole post, he's like, I'm not even a rapper, dude. I'll fucking murder you. My name's just Whack 100. I'm a radio station. <laughs> that takes a lot of confidence to adopt the name Whack 100 and just carry you it with you. Be, you gotta be gangster. I'm not fucking with him. I'm not saying no, no jokes against Whack 100. I'm yeah, no, I, all the jokes I make are about the radio station Whack 100.5 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, he's the kind of guy you mention his name and people laugh and you're like, don't laugh. Don't, don't laugh. Don't, uh, do not Wack laugh. Whack is right behind you. He's right <laughs> behind you. If you say it three times, he shows up. <laughs> oh, we have fun oh, here. <laughs> T.I. did vehemently defend himself against all of these accusations on a different podcast, actually. What, what, I this hope it was all- the same. <laughs> I hope it was also ladies like us. Look, look women, I snitching. We tried to bring a women's perspective on snitching. <laughs> oh, he was on that podcast, Bitches and Snitches. <laughs> he did defend himself, but not in any way I can quote without getting canceled. Oh, no. Man. If you know what I mean. I have a feeling. Himself, you mean make it worse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Defend himself by dig a hole even deeper till he hits a water main. Yeah, he did. He talks a lot about having paperwork that proves he's not a snitch, which at first I was like, that can't possibly be a thing. But it is. Apparently in prison, there's a way you can look at someone's paperwork and know if they're an informant. But also... This is the American government we're talking about. We might have faked the moon landing. You think we can't fake some prison papers so T.I. doesn't get shanked in the shower? Yeah, they just like Can put out a fucking certificate from a university that proves <laughs> that he graduated with a non-snitching degree. You know what? By street logic, if you told someone you're not a snitch and you had papers to prove it, it probably should kill you. Yeah, that's <laughs> the most snitches thing. Yeah, who'd that's you get those papers thing. from? Who gave you papers? That's that's snitch talk. You had that's papers to prove you're not. Okay, so you're a snitch. Wait, you got a you had access to a printer? <laughs> What'd you do to get that? How'd you get that inkjet? <laughs> Who notarized this? <laughs> so yeah, Ti, I I don't know. I'm not calling him a snitch because he gets very mad if you do that, and I'm not trying to get murdered. Yeah, I'm by just T. gonna I. go. I'm joining the winning team, and that in this situation is whatever side of the line whack 100 stays on. <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I stand with whack. Good call. Me too. <laughs> There was also T.I.'s thoughts on Hillary Clinton, which were a little inflammatory. On the bright side, he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. And I certainly appreciate that. In a mixed bag. And look, I'm not a huge Hillary Clinton fan. I was also a, a Sanders supporter in 2016 and 2020. Mm-hmm. But T.I. still managed to turn his election stance into the worst take possible. Here goes. Just because every other position that exists, I think a woman could do well. But the president, it's kind of like, I just know that women make rash decisions emotionally. They make permanent, cemented decisions. And then later, it's kind of like it didn't happen or they didn't mean for it to happen. And I sure would hate to just set off a nuke. Other leaders will not be able to negotiate the right kinds of foreign policy. The world ain't ready yet. Like where to fucking begin with that? 
For one thing, there have been female leaders in lots of countries. That and also exactly what he described is what he has done time and time again, make rash decisions and then just fucking bail on them, like buying guns from an undercover cop. I'd be like, I didn't do that. I want to do community service, uh, crime fighters. And then like like all this shit, like he's describing his rash decisions. But because he's a man, his aren't irrational. They're chill. Right. That says everything. Like that whole statement just says, like, man. Like, why did he say, why is he saying this shit? Does he even have a publicist? Yeah, he literally is no PR whatsoever. He just, he's making a rash decision in saying this bullshit about women making rash decisions. Right. (laughs) Again, he clearly doesn't have people or like, he doesn't have anyone around who can kick in the studio door in that moment and be like, shut up. Pull the mic cord out. (laughs) Fucking shoot the hosts. (laughs) Get me the tapes. Get me the tapes. Get in the van. You didn't see shit. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's being it's being live streamed on Facebook. What are you doing? You just killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, where's Tiny and all this? Is she duplicitous in all of this? Like she just letting this? Like how's his wife not even? She seems like home? she hates women too. To be fair, it's gotta she, be, I guess. like because of the sex crime stuff that they're doing. Uh, it seems like she's <laughs> probably hates women. I would imagine. Or doesn't care about them and would probably be like, yeah, you're right. Women shouldn't be president, which is weird. But like, I imagine maybe that's her vibe. Yeah. I mean, there's women out there like that. Mm -hmm. There's no doubting that. She's clearly not a feminist from the (laughs) accusations about her are true. Why would you say that? What do you mean? (laughs) Yeah. They ask everyone to take their pants off when they come in. Lawyers, doctors, (laughs) prostitutes. It's a trust thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. It's, and, you know, again, we just want to make sure everyone feels connected in the moment. So we take away your ability to call for help. Put a, put a walk off. <laughs> you can't yeah, walk off. <laughs> Fucking force feed you, Molly. Walk in his house. They're like, uh, can you take your shoes off? And you're like, oh, yeah, sure. Of course. Now, how no. about those pants? You want to drop those too? <laughs> what? Now, uh, handcuff yourself to this bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Controversial stance on Hillary Clinton, for sure. I don't. Yeah, I kind of remember that, and I forgot about it until the daughter Hyman stuff came up again. I was like, oh yeah, he's always been kind of weird with about women's stuff. And then I forgot yeah. about it again until the notes for this episode were sent to me. I'm like, T.I. keeps getting away with it because I keep forgetting he exists. <laughs> daughter Hyman sounds like a character in a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does. Here's another problem with T.I. He's the reason Iggy Azalea was a thing. Ugh. Which I get in the grand scheme of things with everything else we've talked about. These last two aren't going to be quite as inflammatory, but still fuck Iggy Azalea, man. And he really stuck up for her, too. He hates women. I mean, to his credit, he has, in the years since, gone on to say Iggy Azalea was the biggest blunder of his career. Uh, And it's like, no, I still think it's you saying you go to the gynecologist with your (laughs) dog. Can you like cliff notes, like speed round recap why Iggy Azalea sucks? I really don't know anything about her. I know like I don't care for her music, but is she like problematic and shitty or like is she just bad at music? It's a cultural appropriation thing. Oh, okay. But not just that. When she was called out about it, she was really shitty about it and like sure. didn't want to like never accepted it with grace or at anything. She's yeah. just like, I'm going to do whatever I want. In her defense, Q-Tip did tweet at her this thing about like the history of rap music and it was like, 60 tweets which if anyone tweeted at me 60 times like i don't give a it could be fucking obama 
And I'd be like, <laughs> blocked and reported, you psycho. What yeah, that's is pretty weird? wild. That's pretty wild. But still, yeah, it was it was just the, the cultural appropriation stuff, and then she handled it really shitty. Yeah, because that's one thing. It's like it could have been a teachable moment where she's like, you know what? I see you. I hear you. And I'm going to try to make strides to change my ways. Because I'm assuming she's pretty young, I imagine. So, like, that's the time yeah. when you can make mistakes and learn from it. But if she's, like, you know, already in the zone of, well, I'm going to double down and be even shittier, then, yeah, that shows a immature piece of shit person and fuck it. And there were rappers who came to her defense like lupe fiasco got on twitter who he's fucking great he got i know on, but he's just i was like that's like the he's a very like a rapper i would imagine coming to her defense i think he's great too but well he, he got on twitter and was like you know some people are just trying to participate and not necessarily steal and there's you know there's a room there's there's room for everyone and then she responded to that kind of shitty and he gets back on twitter and is like fuck you Had your back like i'm trying to do the right thing and be nice fuck off and then ti like seven years later is finally like oh yeah iggy azalea was a problem but before that he was like he vehemently defended her she was signed to his record label that's why i don't want to give him credit for that i think he just he read the room years later and just probably just said it right but he could have made the right move he did so he's playing the victim again he's like yeah i know i mean iggy azalea happened to me i regret it Right. Someone forced me to go to Australia. I met yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bought <laughs> a plane ticket. <laughs> First class. Yeah, I love that she had a thick southern accent when she rapped. And then you hear her talk and she's like, Good day, mate. Shrimp on the barbie then. <laughs> Carry out. Yeah. We call it we call dogs rollies down here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about this last thing. This is wild. This blew my <laughs> fucking mind. I found this while I was researching this. And here's the thing. Suicide's bad. And if you're feeling suicidal, there are phone numbers you can call. And I encourage you to call them and get help. There are people out there who care. So disclaimer out of the way. It's obviously a good thing. The TI, he's actually prevented two people from committing suicide. In one story, he was on his way to a video shoot and heard over the radio that there was some kid in, I think, downtown Atlanta who was threatening to commit suicide. And T.I. just drives there and is like, let me talk to him. And they, of the course... Police are like, right, go ahead, Mr. T.I. <laughs> of course Mr. we're going to... Of course we're going to... Give him the bullhorn. <laughs> Mr. I. Mr. I, get on the bullhorn, Mr. I. <laughs> and he does get on the bullhorn, and he's like, just come down here and talk to me. And the guy does. The guy comes down and talks to him. So that's cool. But the other person he saved from committing suicide, Scott Stapp, the lead singer of Creed. Which, first of all, Scott Stapp trying to kill himself. I mean, he's hella religious. He knows he's going to hell. That's crazy. Yeah. But also, like, and I also don't want to be like, Scott Stapp should kill himself. But, like, if if there's only going to be two people you save... Why is that half of them? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm happy Scott Stapp didn't commit suicide. But also, of all the names to save, it is a crazy story, though. It is fucking crazy. Scott Stapp was at a hotel. They were in Miami. He's at this hotel, and he is drunk and feeling suicidal. And from what I can tell, from the way he explains it, he actually did jump off his balcony and lands on this ledge down below and ends up laying there for a couple of hours. And he says at one point, T.I. shows up at this hotel, comes in, checks in, gets the last room available. And then when he goes out to leave, T.I., when he goes out to leave, he's walking and blood falls in front of him. A movie. And he looks up and sees Scott Stapp. And because T.I. is wearing an Alabama hat, Scott Stapp goes, roll tide. Because <laughs> they're both Alabama football fans. 
So wow. Scott Stapp's laying there almost dead and goes, roll tide. And T.I.'s like, well, I guess this is my night now. Scott Stapp was leaking Crimson Tide everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and he said T.I. talked him down and like basically That's the conversation saved his life. Yeah, like he's like, well, you got so much to live for. Sexual coercion, your daughter's <laughs> pussy, all these things. <laughs> when are we going to get another Creed album? <laughs> yeah, come on, man. With arms wide open, too. <laughs> With arms too wide open. <laughs> With arms too wide open. With so arms he, wider open. <laughs> he stopped two suicides? He did. How's that? That's such a... Wow. Well, I mean, when you're out there making 17 and a half year olds take off their pants when they come into your hotel room, you're going to probably want to stack some karma in the, the good <laughs> box, too. You got to offset it a little bit. That's a plus two. Yeah. <laughs> plus two to karma. <laughs> your karma footprint. You want <laughs> <laughs> you work in my side of the street over God there. Damn like right. <laughs> I do, I do think that's wild, though. Like, I do want to, like, this is a bad joke. I'm going to apologize in advance. But uh, it seems like stopping two guys from suicide, that's some snitch shit. Like, that's what snitches do. <laughs> You're snitching a guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you called the police because you know someone was going to kill themselves? Snitches dig ditches. Those two suicide saves and those papers, I think we have the verdict. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> we started this podcast with one goal in mind, which was to reach a verdict on whether or not T.I. is a snitch, and we found out. <laughs> yeah. What a, a rich and full life this man has lived, Wow, is one way to put it. <laughs> the other one is he's a danger and should be observed frequently at all times to make sure he doesn't do anything else crazy soon. Yeah, unless you're the lead singer of a shitty late 90s rock band. Yeah, is he saving the guy from Nickelback next? What's he doing? That's he's like reference. a negotiator. Put him in a movie or something. Yeah, Denzel Washington. <laughs> Isn't that who was in The Negotiator? I don't know. No, uh, Sam Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just fucking racist. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the T.I. story. That's the T on T.I. Do we got? Mm -hmm. Do we have any final thoughts on T.I.? He's not, not a great dude. I don't know. How do you change that, though? Like, how do we get him? How do we get him? Can we? Can we get him? I mean, the, these allegations might do it. You never know. I feel like he's in a certain pedigree where he might like he's it's like a toss up whether he, that'll get him because I think like a certain amount of fame and success like you're like untouchable and stuff. But then we've also seen some people like that go down recently. So I'm like, I think it's a 50 percent chance that this one sticks or we forget about it until it happens again. And then we talk about it in another two years. Yeah, we'll talk about it in 10 years when Lady Gaga has to apologize for recording with T.I. in 2027. It's like we'll be like, I knew at the time that it was wrong, but I'm apologizing now because my agent said i should yeah <laughs> i really cashed in on that lady gaga r kelly scandal i bought she deleted the song she recorded with r kelly from her art pop album oh, after really? all that stuff happened and so oh. i hurried up and bought a copy of it on vinyl that still had that nice. song that shit's worth like, like 250 dollars now i got an oh. android phone with flappy bird on it i get it man <laughs> <laughs> so do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? This is going up Monday. The next Unpops live Zoom comedy show is March 12th. I don't know who all is going to be on it. I think I have Caitlin Cut agreed to do her first Zoom show ever. Ooh. And a Tiff Myers will be on it. I'll be on it. Jeff will be on it. There will be other people too. Announced soon. You said the 12th? Yeah, March 12th. 
Oh, sweet. Day for my birthday. Nice. Oh, nice. And then patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. Sliceberg, what do you got to plug? Check out my latest album of instrumentals called Adult Slim Originals. It's on Bandcamp, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere music is streaming, you can check it out. Adult Slim Originals. I'm checking that shit out post haste after this recording. Kevin. Kevin. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks. Kevin, what do you got to plug? At KB Anderson, yo, and all the things. Patreon.com slash Bleak and Review. If you want to hear my other podcast, Fun Hinged, you can also listen to the Bleak and Review podcast every Friday for free. And on the music tip, the Quarantine Titans, a hip hop EP with myself and MS Word, AKA Michael Swain. We're working on that. We might have a single coming out soon. It's going to be fun. We're recording it later today. Very nice. nice. That's me. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Sliceberg, say goodbye. Goodbye, people. Kevin, say goodbye. Later, dogs. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street. Bring a blood object to Bristol Street.